airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to the Friday edition of Aaron the Addison's. I'm mm-hmm. Mickey. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is not in Studio CC, but we've got our brother Richard over there in mm-hmm. for Sherry B. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to get to some phone calls a little bit later. Probably in the second segment of the show. It's Friday, so we'll open the phone lines up a little bit earlier and hear from you. Get your take on anything that we've discussed all week. You heard us share some quotes, take a walk down memory lane, looking at the impact of the church Mm -hmm. as she moves into any culture and is salt and light and how we are tasked as the bride of Christ to be faithful to the Lord and to live as a witness of who he is. And so we talked about that and what that looks like practically even in 21st century America, we're waking up to the realization that, man, you know, we live in a pretty um, <laughs> pagan-filled culture. Yeah. It is a Babylon of sorts. Yeah. I mean, I hate to, oh, I, yeah. they, they, right. they can sound like an overstatement, but it, it, I mean, it's a Babylon of sorts, mm-hmm. right? So um, maybe Babylon it. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go with that, like just kind of soften it just yeah. a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> we can talk about that if you want. A couple announcements that I want to make as we come to the end of the week. Um, drawing your attention to the ministry of preborn, mm-hmm. where we are asking you to help us pay for ultrasounds, which will save the lives. 80% of the time mm-hmm. will save the lives of babies mm-hmm. when they show up on the screen and the mom gets to see that baby. Mm-hmm. She chooses life 80% of the time. So we've been talking about this all week and we've been talking about the importance of the church being and doing. And we have an incredible opportunity to be and do mm-hmm. in 21st century America. And we don't want to miss it. So uh, $28 provides an ultrasound for one woman seeking an abortion and $140 provides five free ultrasounds. And the question again, as we raised it yesterday, um, what will you do? Hmm. <laughs> what will you do? Yeah. We, we can be about that life. <laughs> that has such a great double <laughs> meaning. I just kind of, yeah, I we like can that. be about that <laughs> life. Okay. And, uh, and let me give you two ways that you can do it. 877 or of course you can go online to afr.net and give and i hope that you'll do that um there's something really cool that happened with us today and Mm -hmm. i i really really appreciate this so um any married couple will get this right you have an opportunity and you haven't discussed together what you would like to do Mm -hmm. as far as your giving or your going or whatever you know and not always do you get it right (laughs) Sometimes the wife volunteers the husband to do something she thinks, oh, he'll love to do this. Sure, he'll, sh- right. <laughs> he'll show up and, and rake leaves for four hours. Sure. Put, no. Bob, put Bob down for that. Yes, Bob will definitely do that. Yes. And then you go home, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, here you go. Here's some dinner. And then um, in two weeks, you're going to be over at the old, you're going to be over at the old like, Oscar what? property. What? <laughs> well, the church is going over to clean up. Okay, <laughs> praise the Lord. And and so I said you'd be willing to do it. You did what? <laughs> Brenda, I'm telling you, 
Oh, Bob, I just thought you loved Jesus. Oh, Bob, see. I'm sorry. I just thought you had a home over in glory, Bob. <laughs> now, Brenda, that's not fair. Manipulation. I know it's horrible. <laughs> I'm calling Brenda out right now, Brenda. That's wrong. And Bob's like, yeah, you tell her, Meek. <laughs> Let me just say this right now. Bob and Brenda don't exist. <laughs> right. And if there's a Bob and Brenda real. who are listening, who are married to each other, mm. man, y'all call us. <laughs> because that's amazing. That is pretty fun. Um, but anyway, it doesn't always work out that the wife makes the right decision, right? Mm. Sometimes she thinks she knows, you know, which is why consulting with one another is always the better thing. Mm -hmm. And so as you and I were discussing preborn, and uh, and you said, you said, so, so what do we want to do? And I said, well, I have an idea. I said, but I just wanted to wait and see what you thought. Mm -hmm. And so um, I said, I've been thinking about this and I feel like the Lord has, has put an amount on my heart. I love when this happens, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if other couples have had this happen, even in church where there's a missions opportunity or a mm -hmm. giving opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, let's see what the Lord is leading because the one spirit, he speaks and he Amen. leads, you know? And so anyways, um, so you said, okay, let me pray about it and, and, and I'll get back with you. And, uh, and then you got back with me with the exact amount that I felt like the Lord put on <laughs> well, my heart. God. I was like, Lord, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because it's a weird, it's a weird number. It's, it doesn't fit anyways, but mm -hmm. I, I just, I was so encouraged by that because I felt like this is we. What will you do? The question mm -hmm. as the plate is passing and the brooches are being tossed in, right. you know, what will you do? Yeah. And so that made me really, really very excited when I heard <laughs> from you and you were like, well, this is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, that is exactly yeah. what I was thinking. I yeah. just, I just kind of was, um, I was elated. So anyways, I mean, every now and again, you'll sign him up to go pick up leaves and he'll be mad. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Don't be Brenda. Don't. No. <laughs> No. That would make a great T-shirt. Don't be Brenda. <laughs> wow. But people have, would have to know what it means. Well, because though. Brenda is the one who volunteers her husband and she didn't ask him but first. But nobody would know that. If, if Well, it'll start a conversation. It would. We can start that. You say, what you do know? you mean? And, Don't and I'm be sure Brenda. You'd, you'd have a lot of ministry opportunities to the Brendas who would walk up and say, hey, what, is, what does yeah, that what mean? What does that mean? Don't Ooh. be Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda is the one who always thinks her husband wouldn't mind. Mm. And Bob... Don't be Bob. <laughs> because Bob? Bob, Bob is, is the one victim. who never, ever Bob wants to do anything. He's the victim. No. He's the victim. No, he's, he's not. He's the one that this stuff has been foisted upon. Bob is the one who needs to share his time for the glory of God. <laughs> Why Bob? Brenda trying to make Bob seem like he's not saved? <laughs> the names have been changed to protect the guilty. You guys, you understand, right? This is not about Bob or Brenda. This is who? Will and Mickey. No, I'm just ah. kidding. Just, <laughs> no, this is a joke. Bob is the one who, when when the announcements are being made for what they need at church, mm -hmm. <laughs> and his has to go to the restroom. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or his wife nudges him so much he moves over. He's sick of it. Bob, Bob is the one who moves over. Stop, Brenda. Touch me one more time. <laughs> I can't even sense the spirit oh, for man. all of your nudging. I don't know if it's you. I don't know. Just stop it. Mm -hmm. Anyways. No, but it happens though, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. the wife thinks that she's doing a good thing yeah. and it turns out to be a bad thing. But then sometimes the wife does a good thing, yeah. right? She yeah. volunteers and, and the husband is like, yeah, that's something I would have been interested in doing. Right. Sometimes the husband does need that little prod, you yeah. know. Um, and, and that's a good thing, yeah. you know, because, you know, that sometimes there has to be a little, a little hey, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, a little put down. the That's paper not here. always bad. No, that's true. But sometimes there's a good balance. Know, yeah, there's a good balance. <laughs> when you and I were first married, because this is part of our personality difference, right? Mm -hmm. I am often overcommitted mm -hmm. and then often overwhelmed as a result of it, you know, 
you are often undercommitted, mm -hmm. but you're not overwhelmed because the things you undertake to do, you know that you're going to be able to carry those things mm -hmm. out. I am in the moment like, sure, yes. Okay, <laughs> yes, I can do that. Sure, sure. Okay, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then the time comes around and I'm like, you got to do this now. Oh, no, I can't believe right. I signed up to do this. You know, <laughs> whereas I look at you in the moment and I'm mm -hmm. like, don't you want to take one of those slots? Come on. Can't you do this? And you're like, hold no, on no, a second. No, no. Me, that's what, that's what he says. Exactly right. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Let me make sure I can do yeah, it. I mean, come on. Which I've learned a lot from you over the years, though, because I've learned not to commit so much. And in fact, you started saying to me, mm -hmm. and this has been a blessing for me with my personality and with the way that the Lord uses me in ministry. It's been a blessing. You say, do not agree to anything until you talk to me first. Yeah. That's, and that that's is convenient about this. Yeah. And and you also have, have helped me to extend myself more. Yes. So I think that's the beauty of marriage. Yes. That's how I work together. You know, you both gain something uh, from, uh, from another person. So yeah. that's good. We have, we also, we bring to our marriage uh, two different uh, family dynamics, mm -hmm. right? So you and I are products of that, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, with your definitely. family... Um, if I ask you a question about what, when, who, you can give me answers. Yes. When you ask me questions about my family, what, when, who, mm -hmm. you know, what do I tell you? What do you tell me? Yeah, what's my answer when you ask me for details for, for things about, like, what's going on with my family? Do you, what is my common answer? Usually it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's my answer. I yeah, don't know. My so family's kind of wild. Like they're just like, "Hey, it's today. We're coming." Kind of spur of the moment. Just, hey, we're yeah, thinking you know? we're gonna do this. And I've learned. I've learned to like yeah. to to know that. Yeah. You it's, know. It's I, it, yeah. And it's funny because even if I ask, still ask. Oh, that's what, you can ask. No, because somebody was clowning me the other day about it's that. It's fine. Who was that? It's okay. No, it was it was it was fine. Okay. But you know, even if I do uh, ask, um, <laughs> I. Uh, you give me a look and then I realize, oh, yeah, never mind. We don't know. Yeah, we, 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 don't, we, know. Don't, we don't know. Right. We, we, it, it just we just learn. We just learn. And now it I'm happened surprised. or it might not yeah. happen. You it, know, yeah, just that's kinda, true. Just, that's my, my family is um, very spontaneous. Our family. Our family. Yes. That's right. That's so good. That's right. They're our family. We have, mm -hmm. we have united our families. Our family on my side is very spontaneous. Your mm -hmm. family is a little more calculated. Yeah. And a little more yeah. planned out, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And so we just learn to adjust to that. Yes. And I, I tend to be more like that side of our family. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a little more spontaneous. Hey, we can get up. Let's go do this. Mm -hmm. I had this idea. What about we go do this? Oh, and I'm not like that. At all. Guys. <laughs> guys. <laughs> I'm not like that at Will all. Will the Great is <laughs> organized. He yeah, has a routine. Routine is, yeah. And here's what I have learned over the years. Oh, my goodness. Do not get in the way of that without prior notice. Like, <laughs> please give me a heads up. Let me know that something. Yeah, uh, I'm very routine. That took me a long but time I, to But I understand. mean, even in that, I, I've had to stretch that, you well, know, because yeah. sometimes things happen, change occur, and yeah. you have to, like, go with it. You yeah. can't just, you know, and that's hard. That's hard for me. Yeah. But, you know, it's something you have to learn over time. Like, man, you got to roll with it. But it's worth it because we want to go through the sanctification process together, mm -hmm. right? The sanctification mm -hmm. process that is marriage. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. We talk about Oprah Ugh. and her Stedman agreement. <sighs> Goodness. Anyway, but marriage sanctifies you. Marriage yes. helps you to grow. Marriage, um, you know, it matures you. It does something 
that is more than just two people with giddy feelings towards one another yes. walking down an aisle and having pomp and circumstance. Yes, it's it, so much more than that. It definitely is. And speaking of marriage, I'm just going to throw this out there for yes. people who may be interested. You'll be hearing more information about this, but we have a marriage, family, and yes. life conference happening June 25th through the 27th here in Tupelo, Mississippi at Hope Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're finalizing the website so you can go and register. But you'll be hearing a lot about the Marriage Family Life Conference coming up in June. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put that out there, June 25th through the 27th, uh, so people can start looking at their calendars and seeing like, about vacation and stuff. Yeah. Don't forget us here because it's going to be a great, Save that date. great conference. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk yes. about life. Going to talk about the culture. The yes. lineup is already a stellar oh, lineup. Man. I'm really, really excited about it's gonna it. It's going to be good. We'll talk more about that as we continue to get closer. Um, again, want to remind our listeners to uh, partner with the Ministry of Preborn. You mm-hmm. can go online to AFR.net, AFR.net. Also, by way of announcements, this mm-hmm. weekend, we are going to be at First Baptist Church in Fulton, Mississippi, Mississippi. at right. 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. January the 19th. Yes. Speaking to a group of brothers and sisters on the importance of family and yes. discipleship. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got all of those details in. Yeah, you did Without that. missing anything. Yeah, you did that. And then the, the, the last one would be February 7 and 8. Yes. We'll be at Faith Baptist Church yes. in Bartlett, uh, Tennessee at the uh, Gospel is Enough. Mm-hmm conference and so you can get more information about that um gospel is enough.com make sure you come to that as well i had a great conversation with the kids as we continue to go through the book of acts and Mm -hmm. you know it's really neat how as you're talking with them they begin to just pour out their heart you know there are all these little issues that our children are going through and they're they're working out in their minds and Mm -hmm. in their hearts and they're trying to understand and just simply sitting around discussing the word of god and there are different issues that come up or, you know, they, they read a scripture and then their mind makes a connection another way, but it allows you to go deeper into their lives. And mm. so they were sharing with me just some of their concern. You know, they're, they're at the age where they've got a bunch of little friends that they play with and they have all these little differences. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we were talking about took some scriptures from Proverbs because they were concerned about, you know, this friend likes this friend and that friend doesn't like that friend. And how do you mm-hmm. deal with that? And how do you live? And one of the things that I have found to be consistently reliable is that when we direct our kids to the word of God first, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. our opinion, not our Mm self-help, but to the word of God first, it implants in their heart and it becomes applicable for the rest of their lives. Not just our little wisdom, which is great. God has put us in place for that. But if we can direct them to the word of God, that is eternal. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you as you go into the weekend and as you examine your children, Make sure that you are leading them and directing them to the word of God as their straight edge. Mm. Got to grab the break. When we come back, we'll open the phone lines up and weave in some stories talking about what's happening in popular culture. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will be right back. I believe God sent the saints around the world to tell the people about his name. That if some were slain so that we could be forgiven, there's eternal life for believing and repenting. With that in mind, I'm called to go. With that in mind, I'm called to go. 
Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and it's Tone Spain with Go Outside. Our brother Richard is over in Studio CC, as we call it. And uh, we want to get to a few stories, just two stories here, and then we'll open the phone lines up to get your take on those two stories. Um, but just again, to let you know, you now have established your own inside joke that husbands win your wives, volunteer <laughs> you for something that you do not want to do. Or you don't feel, let me give you the spiritual terminology that you don't feel led to do. <laughs> right. Oh, husbands. <laughs> well, now, babe, I don't feel led to do that. <laughs> well, let dear. Me, let me pray. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear, I've already done prayed about it. Well, let me pray. I need to hear myself. Well, honey, I was already in prayer this morning. Now don't be a Brenda. Don't be a <laughs> <laughs> So when your wife, <laughs> so when your wife volunteers you for something, you just can turn to her, and nobody has to know. It's just an, it's an inside joke, unless well, unless they were listening today too. Uh, I hope your pastor wasn't listening, because then you could say publicly, but privately at the same time. Oh, I see. Okay, Brenda. All right. The wife you, probably Brenda. comes back. Well, you're being a Bob well, right don't now. Don't be a Bob. <laughs> she would. That's, we're we're just petty like that. Clap, that's that's. Clap back. It's a clap back, and that's just how we've been designed. Okay, we're just kind of petty like that. Anyways, um, let's get to these two stories, and then we'll have a conversation around this. We turn our attention to what is happening in popular culture. Oprah has um, said that after 33 years of being in the relationship that she's in with Stedman Graham, that um, she realized very early on, and um, early on, not really, <laughs> but that she didn't really want to be married to Stedman Graham. She just wanted to be asked by him for her hand in marriage. She just wanted to know that she was marriage material. Mm. And um, this is what she said in a recent um, piece published in O Magazine, the Oprah Magazine. Mm-hmm. She said, quote, I realized I didn't actually want a marriage. I wanted to be asked. I wanted to know he felt I was worthy of being his missus, but I didn't want the sacrifices, the compromises, the day in, day out commitment required to make a marriage work. My life with the show was my priority and we both knew it. He and I agree that had we tied the marital knot, we would not still be together. Now, they've been together about 33 years. <laughs> 33 years they've been together. Yeah, so mean, you have to ask the question, Will the Great, what's the difference? Like, what, what would change except that now they would be living an honorable life before the Lord as far as their union is concerned? Why would they not still be together? 30 what years? 33. I'm like, come on. Come on, When I read that, I'm like, like, really? 33 years. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, 33 years. Come on. Like, so in other words, what I hear when I read this, what I hear coming from them is I didn't want to go through any sanctification process. Yeah. Because there is a sanctification process that happens in that commitment Mm -hmm. whereby you know it's not just, you're not just saying, at any second, I'm going to give you back all of your yeah. varsity sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Your, your, your class ring. I'm giving you back your class ring. Yeah, see, and the thing yeah. is, this is the what we talked about maybe last month, month before with uh, Hoda Kotb. Yes. When, you know, she was proposed to. After she six said, years after of six being years, in a relationship with the man. She said it felt different. Everything felt Immediately, different. Immediately. Immediately. And so I think that's what Oprah trying to avoid yeah you know just yeah she said it sacrifice and you know and the 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 commitment you know that you can't just run away from this you know so she's she's like well at the time you know the show is the 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 big thing in my life so people may ask like what about now like you just you know but 30 something years well they have come to rest in this quote-unquote agreement that they're in after 33 years i mean they 
They got together in 1986, and then in 1993, he asked her to marry him. Man, he should have been like, said no. peace. Well, listen, I want to I want to ask you <laughs> I mean, about like, that because this is how she describes him, and I want to know if you would have a different description. Mm-hmm. But this is what Oprah said in the recent O article. She said, anyone who's ever met him, speaking of Stedman Graham, anyone who's ever met him is always amazed by what a genuine gentleman he is. Mm-hmm. He's so positive, wants the best for me and anyone, I'm sorry, and everyone he knows. He's appropriately named because he's a, as steady as a mountain, even-tempered, accountable, trustworthy, patient. That sounds like marriage material My to me. goodness, why? So then what's so the problem? if I was him, I, you know, man, look, look, he proposed and she chose her career and, you know, doing her show rather than being committed mm-hmm. to him. She was ready to be committed to this show mm-hmm. instead of him. I was him. I'm like, okay. Yeah, after 33 years, like, and, and all you got mm-mm. out of that is boyfriend status. Yeah, it's like he's just the perpetual side piece. Like, wow, that's so sad. I mean, I'm like, I mean, come on, man. Like, 30, like I, I feel like he should have been like, oh, okay, well. But I'll tell you, you know, this, though. Nice life, I, you know. Well, I think if, <laughs> if, if the answer is no, and if the answer is no, mm-hmm. can I, okay, if the, if the man proposes and the answer is no, and they're already in, um, what we would call the Bible defines as an immoral relationship because right. obviously there is fornication, right? right? I know people are like, oh, that's such a jolting word when we hear it, but it's a biblical word. Exactly. Right? <laughs> when people hear that word, they're like 1953 called. <laughs> they want their terminology back, but that is a biblical word, right? right. It is still called fornication. Yes. So my changed. thing is this. I don't know that all of these, like, you know, because she goes on in this article to describe him as a man of integrity and having his own identity and all of these things. Yeah. But I think if in 1993 he proposes marriage and they are engaged in a right. relationship that involves. OK, right. I'm like, can we still say all of those things about him that he chooses to stay that he's like, I think in he her view, in a worldly view, he's all of that. But me looking at him, I'm like, man, no, 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 no. there's no way. You know what I'm saying? And in the state, 30 something. I'm, I'm sorry, man. 33 no. years, 33 Mm-mm. years. It's interesting, too. Also, she no. says um, she says that one of the reasons that their marriage has their marriage, their relationship. Right. One of the reasons that <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about it. One of the reasons that their relationship has worked for the last 33 years is because, quote, he created an identity beyond being Oprah's man. See, something wrong. But, but, see, but really? Yeah, she... Mm-mm. What? Okay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me sorry. ask you a question. I'm sorry. What do you know about Stedman Graham apart from him being Oprah's boyfriend? The only thing I ever heard of him, I thought he was successful in uh, what he did. I don't know what he what did. What does he do? I don't know. I know him like, you, like you're saying. All right, saying. Bob, I, calm down, Bob. <laughs> I don't know be him Bob. as being Oprah's boyfriend. Yeah. And that's sad. He's a grown man. <laughs> You know, it's just I, really, really sad. Yeah. So here's the thing. He is well known for teaching identity leadership. Um, yeah, identity let, politics? Let identity oh, okay. leader, leadership, <laughs> leadership What's around that? the world. And he's written books on the subject yeah. of leadership. See, but let me say something. Leadership, wow. How, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, isn't there a certain amount of leadership right. that's involved in like, yes. you know, male leadership would have told him to like yeah move on by like keep going or to or to say or to she say didn't marry him. now you listen to me oprah i mean look no leadership would have said okay you don't want to marry me because if he's all of that 
he wasn't gonna be by himself. Correct. I mean, <laughs> if Correct. He, all that she's saying he is right. It's not like he's gonna. So I'm like, what? 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 Yeah, I don't know. I think he should have said, "Well, no, bro." I'm <laughs> I think he should have said, no, bro, I'm out. Bye. Let me say this one last thing, and then we'll move on to the next door so we can get the phone lines good and opened. Um, what they are involved in, according to Oprah, is something they call a spiritual partnership. They call this a spiritual partnership, so it is not a marriage. This is, let me tell you, this is life according to Oprah. Yeah. And this has been consistent since the late 80s. This has been consistent with Oprah that, and, and everybody who's welcomed them, welcomed her into their lives, Oprah makes the world she wants. She makes the quote-unquote truth that she wants. That's what Oprah's been doing for a long, long time, right. right? And she brings on the people and surrounds herself with the people who create the kind of spirituality that she wants, right? right. So here you go, Oprah talking about she is in a spiritual partnership with Stedman Graham, and she credits a man named Gary Zukoff with that term, spiritual partnerships, and if you're wondering who Gary Zukoff is, um, he's been affiliated with Oprah Winfrey since like the late 90s or the early 90s, mm. been on her program more than 30 times. But I want you to listen to this. This is from 2017. Listen to this clip. This is Oprah Winfrey describing Gary Zukoff and the book that she read that changed her life in the late 80s. Listen. It's been nearly 30 years since Gary Zukov wrote The Seat of the Soul. Now that book is always by my nightstand. It, it is the book that profoundly changed the course of my life. I can give the teachings, the mastery of that book credit for changing the trajectory of my entire life. The seed of the soul changed the language of what I was able to express. I mean, my heart, my energy felt a certain way, but I didn't have the, the voice or the language to express multi-sensory perception. And he, Gary, was able to articulate in a voice that resonated with me. I was ready for it. So anybody who's read it and feels like, oh, I don't get it, means you're just not ready for it. And I continue to be ready for it. As I say, it's on my nightstand. And I, every time I read it, I get something new. Gary is the very reason, actually, that we are all together here today. Because I would never uh, have dreamed of this day had I not read that book. I would have never had it in my consciousness. It's because of Gary that I also changed the course of my show, where I changed the intention of the show. And um, I would believe it was because of my intention that the Oprah show became what it became in the world, truly a force and a voice for good, for elevating consciousness and for uh, inspiration for 25 years. That all came because of the chapter that I read on intention in 1989. And creating a new type of Christianity <laughs> and creating a new type of spirituality <sighs> whereby you bring in heretics and you bring, bring in mystics and you mm -hmm. infiltrate you infiltrate the homes of weak women mm -hmm. and then you take over their minds. You hold them hostage mm -hmm. and you teach them that this is newfangled Christianity 
although not calling it newfangled. I'm so, I really have, and I have had for quite some time, an axe, literally. Not, well, not literally, but actually. An axe to grind with Oprah. Yeah. I, she is one of the most destructive people and yeah, has been I one agree. of the most destructive people to the body of Christ. Yeah. While calling herself a Christian and saying stuff like that. Did you hear that? How, How she, she talked about that, that book, book? Like it's the Bible. It sounds the only description <laughs> worthy of what she just laid out is the Bible. Mm -hmm. She described this man's book, The Seed of the Soul, as if it were alive. Mm. As if it were living and active. I get something out of it every time oh, I read it. Oh, man. I... But this is but this is this is Oprah, everybody. Yeah. This is Oprah. Yeah. This is she That's says her. her show changed after reading this book. She read this book in the late eighties, but couldn't get this man on her show until like nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety six or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you know why she said she said because you know the public wasn't really ready for that. Mm. So she had to ease him into it. She had to get her producers to agree to allow this man to come on and talk about the consciousness and the soul. Could it be maybe we were just, you know, too Christian hmm. for that. We weren't ready for mysticism. Like that lady that stood up and said, there's no oh, man, that's more the, than one way to get to. <laughs> that's the best clip. Where was that lady today? <laughs> you know the shows, where are they now? The yeah. lady that stood up and opposed Oprah to her face. Mm -hmm. You guys have got to go look that clip up. I tell you, the clip that we will have, though, is the remaining introduction that Oprah makes to Gary Zukov, where you can see how she talks about the change in the slide and her perception of life and all of these things. This woman is destructive to the body of Christ. She is not a Christian. She is not a Christian. She is so far outside of orthodoxy that it's not even funny. And the people who go on her show for these spiritual encounters, they jeopardize. I mean, if they are following the Lord, they jeopardize their credibility. They jeopardize their integrity. But here she is in a spiritual partnership with Stedman Graham for 33 years and, you know, continuing to influence people today. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's uh, that. And if you want to hear that clip of Oprah. You have that one? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Let me see right here. About one of the points it brings out is one of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live That's and right. that we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world, that there are millions of ways to be a then human how do being you please God? And, and many ways, no, but many paths many to what you call God. That and is her path crazy. might be something else. And when she gets there, she might call it the light. But her loving and her kindness and her generosity brings her, if it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she called it God along the way or not. And I guess the danger that could be on that, I mean, it's, it sounds great on the onset, but if you really look at both sides, I there couldn't possibly be just one way. What, what about Jesus? What about Jesus? There isn't only one way. There is one way and only one way, and there that is through Jesus. There couldn't possibly be with because a million you of people say in the world. There, there couldn't possibly be. Where is that woman today? Where is that? There's an older Probably clip. Probably preaching the That's gospel somewhere. I hope so. I hope so. But to stand up in one of Oprah's recordings mm -hmm. and to challenge her to her face, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Because yeah. at that point, Oprah was used to everybody just agreeing with her mm -hmm. and doing whatever she said. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this. We've got a phone call. Wants to comment on Oprah. I, we can open the phone lines. Yeah, and then, okay, eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. You want to comment on anything that we've talked about so far? You can do that. It's Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Our brother Richard is over in Studio CC, and he'll take your calls. Can we can we begin talking okay, to Rick? Real quick, go ahead, Rick. Okay, hey uh, Will and Miki, I love your guys' show. It's so awesome, and Thank it's a you. great. Vice of life on here. I love your Fridays. Um, couple things. About 30-some years ago, 
I started telling my mother to stop watching mm, her. Yes. I had been suckered by the spirituality before I became a Christian, and I even bought things for my, my father, like Deepak Chopra books. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the thing. The Deepak Chopra, yes. the, the Phil McGraw, bringing everything in except Jesus. And the book is called The Seat of the Soul That She Adores. Mm-hmm. It's the seat of, it's the throne of your soul, and it's only meant for one person. Amen. She Rick. Aimed, she has everybody. Let me do this, Rick. Let me grab this break. We'll come right back to you. You're making a killer point there. Let me grab this break. We'll be right back. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Stay close. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's, the Friday edition. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Palace with I Know a Place. Our brother Rick is over in Studio CC, and the phone lines are open, 888-589-8840. And I said our brother Rick. Our <laughs> <laughs> this Because my mind was, we got to get back to Rick. We got to finish. <laughs> we got to let Richard is over in Studio CC. Yes. Rick has held on the line. I wanted to get more of his comments because he's making a point here that I think was overlooked for so long mm-hmm. that there were like our mothers and our grandmothers yeah, who were yeah. being led astray yes. by Oprah. And yes. it takes the type of integrity and discernment that Rick is talking about to step in and say no more of this. Rick, are you still there? I am here. Okay. Would you continue on with your comments? Well, it, it was about 20 some years before my mother realized that what I was saying was true. Mm-hmm. Even though my mom was a Christian, yeah. I mean, in mm-hmm. church and stuff like that. But it's just that subtle, off-the-mark place that she went with everything spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard on that clip that Will played that when that lady said a, uh, something about Jesus, you heard Oprah say, what about Jesus? Yep. In a very condescending yep. way. And, and it, you know, the spiritual things, she had a big deal with angels like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That uh, We have fallen angels. We don't have to worship them. And Come it became on. that kind of a thing. And that's why I was like, Mom. You've got to stop this. And, and you know, she finally caught on, and, and now we look at this, and it's just like I see all of the secular stuff going on, and, and it even ties back to things like what you guys talked about a, a week or two ago about Disney. Mm-hmm. All of these things, we are got to turn this television off. Come on, The Rick. world is just pumping it right into the faces of our kids, mm-hmm. people who don't know. And, I, you know, some people I came to have a conversation with about religion, because it, it was so antithetical to their worldview to go there and disrupt them. Mm, and, Rick. And, and it's very hard. But I'll tell you, the TV, Oprah, the spirituality, counterfeit, fake, dangerous. Rick, thank, thank you, you Rick. so much. Thank you so much. I mean, spot on. That, yeah. that is it in a nutshell, just out of the park, the enemy infiltrating our homes yeah. via the television. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Allen in Georgia. Hi, Allen. Hey, how you doing? All right. Hey. Good to hear. Good to hear you guys. God bless y'all. Love the ministry that you're doing. First God of all, you. thank you. Thank you. And I just wanted to uh, comment on the Oprah piece, uh, especially that little clip that she said um, when she was talking about the book, and it just sounded like I agree with you guys. It sounded like she was talking about the Bible, right? Um, and it's just crazy, but not more more. A little more closely, the the title of the book, the the seed of your soul, right? I, and I believe that goes to the heart of what she wants people to believe that they can put themselves on the throne where God's supposed to be, mm. and where Jesus is supposed to take control of us. Mm-hmm. And so, 
I just wanted to comment on that. The, that title is just so deceptive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, Thank Alan. you so much, Alan. We appreciate you, man. We would be dismayed to know the number of Christian women, and I guess to some extent men, but the number of Christian women who mm -hmm. have been a part of Oprah's various book clubs and have bought into yeah. her form of yeah, spirituality. <laughs> and it has made them ineffective in their yeah. families and in their homes. Yeah. Uh, where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Natalie in Louisiana. Hi, Natalie. Hi. 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 Hey, I just wanted to say uh, I feel that on Oprah, I feel that she is what the Bible talks about as being a false prophet. Mm. The, the ones that we need to be aware of, the ones mm. that we're warned of, I mean, she's dangerous. Mm. She's yeah. really dangerous. And for her to carry this so long and so far and wide, and the fact that she has put all, she's, she's like, quote, unquote, developed all of these other characters under her, you know, like mm -hmm. Dr. Phil yep. and Dr. Somebody. And, and, and mm -hmm. she, she is, she wants credit for that. She, she thinks that she is up there. Like your other callers have said, she's placing herself up as the high and mighty Oprah, yeah. but she's not, she's yeah. not, mm -hmm. she's dangerous. She's yeah. very dangerous. And, you know, it's amazing. Natalie, thank you so thank much you, for Natalie. your comments. It's amazing what could have been different in Oprah's life um, many, many years ago. Yeah. Oprah was describing how she was at a little Baptist church and the preacher was up there preaching and talking about God being jealous for us. And Oprah left <laughs> that service. And at that point, she decided that mm, that's not a God that I like. I can't I can't imagine. This is what she said, guys. I can't imagine that God is jealous of me. Prepositions make a huge difference. <laughs> right. He is jealous for you, not of you. Just a small apologetic could have made a huge difference in her life. Instead, what Oprah did was walk away deciding that she would make the God that she wanted to worship. Mm. She has made the God that she wants to worship. The problem is she calls him God in heaven and she claims to have access to him as a Christian. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. And so many Christians are deceived. Yeah. So many Christians You're are, right. you know, mangling and, and mingling and all of these things, you know, with Oprah. Yeah. Guys, yeah. and it continues to go on. I could name some big name <laughs> pastors yeah. who You're are right. using her stage. Mm -hmm. They're sharing her stage with yep. the mystics. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right. Let's go to Lee in Texas. Hi, Lee. Hello. Um, I totally agree with you all that. Oprah has been leading Christians astray for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's it's so subtle. It's one of Satan's uh, main tools, I think, uh, to to uh, make people think, oh, she's she's a nice person. Mm -hmm. She's she does good for people and things like that. But the things she says about God are obviously um, leading people astray. And you just mentioned uh, the the one about her when she said that she couldn't believe in a God who is jealous. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I've got that one written down, but would you enumerate some of the other, like when I'm talking to people and I tell them that she's not a Christian and she's dangerous, would you give me some more talking points? Yeah, let me give I you the biggest down? one. Let me give you the biggest one, and the biggest one is the clip that Will p played many, many years ago. And the biggest one, even if there was nothing else, if Oprah says that Jesus Christ is not the only way to God. Mm -hmm. She is not a Christian. <laughs> right. Point blank, period. So right. I don't care. And I say this respectfully. I get kind of like, I'm not, <laughs> you're okay, Lee, we're friends. I just get animated, right? I don't care what anybody says to you. If they say, well, what else you got? 
If you say <laughs> Oprah has said that Jesus Christ is not the only way to God, and that is what Jesus said of himself, mm-hmm. then she is a liar. Yeah. Oprah is a liar. She is not a Christian. Remember, we're living in a time, and increasingly so, where it's fine for you to be a Christian if you believe that that is a way to God. Mm. But you may not be the Christian that says that is the way to God. Mm. You understand? Culture has no place for you. The reason Oprah has been so wildly successful and so wildly popular is because there is no one who is excluded from the religion of O. Mm. Everybody can get in. Yeah. That's why you can discover the secret with Oprah. <laughs> Everybody can get in. That's why you can walk on the hot coals and all of these things that Oprah has invited people to do. Oprah did an entire show, guys, and we'll go back to the phone lines. I was outraged. I talked about this many years ago. Oprah did an entire show where she normalized pornography. Wow. She normalized pornography. I couldn't believe it. She invited women to develop the joys of being in this world. This is not just for men. Oprah Winfrey did this. We're not obligated to open our homes to people like this. And if some of our favorite pastors and teachers are sharing this stage, then they need to be discredited. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? Let's go to Dave uh, in Indiana. Hi, Dave. Well, hello, folks. I appreciate the work you do. Hi, Dave. Um, I just wanted to make a point about Oprah where she said that uh, all different people from different walks of lives, you know, different paths, all reach the same point. Well, they do reach the same point, and that point is judgment. Mm. And throughout the things that have happened in my life, the trials and tribulations, I can tell you that if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Mm. you don't work toward that end that judgment will not turn out in your favor. Mm. No, you're right. You're, you're right, absolutely Dave. right. You're absolutely right. You right. And and I will tell you, you know, that is not a popular statement to make today. But that's that's what it is. But that is the truth. <laughs> that's what it is. That is the truth. In fact, that's one of the things I was talking to the kids about today because they said they understand. Um, Gabby actually said, she said, I understand when non-believers don't want to hear you tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. She said, but what about when you're trying to talk to Christians mm. and they don't want to hear what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. And and her, she asked me, she said, do you still experience that with your grown up friends? Mm. And I said, uh, <laughs> yeah. yes. What do you yes. think your parents are doing day in and day out? <laughs> We're talking to Christians who are like, it doesn't take all that. Mm. You guys are crazy. Let everybody into you're the too tent. Extreme. You're too extreme. You don't take all that. Man. Anyways, all right, back to the phone lines. Will be great. Where do we go? Let's go to Jerry in Mississippi. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Will, how are you all doing? doing Hi, good. God bless you. Yeah, I just want to comment right quickly about Oprah. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible, 2 Timothy 3 5, that says, Having a form of godliness, mm-hmm. but denying the power thereof, and from such turn thou away. Mm. And also in Matthew 4, Jesus, when the devil told Jesus, All this will I give you if you bow down and worship me, and that's what we have. That's mm. what we have going on with Oprah. Yeah, mm. yeah, I hear you. Without without disagreement. Without, without disagreement, disagreement, that's right. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Gail in Arkansas. Is Hi, it, Gail. Is this Oprah's friend, Gail? Oh, Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, let me just say this real quick. Let me just say this real quick. I, I would not put it past Oprah to sit Gail on us 
and be like, you know, go down there and check the Addisons. I, I did not know she knew Gail, but I do not know Oprah personally. I just wanted to mention, I don't know if y'all know this, but she was the voice of a cartoon camel in the movie The Star. I did know that, that yeah. Uh, and she is in her, in that movie, she's referring to the Messiah. I mean, so... She had to, only because she was getting money to do so. <laughs> yeah, so she proclaimed much. Jesus as the Messiah for for monetary mm-hmm. reasons, but mm-hmm. she can't profess that the Messiah is, is Jesus on her own show. Yeah, or, you no, know, because she, to acknowledge who Jesus Christ <laughs> is and to apply that to her own life would mean radical change. It's one thing to quote it in the star. Mm-hmm. And and really, even then, and her words, and I don't remember her exact verbiage, um, but I know that she is not talking about the exclusivity of Christ. She's yeah. like, I think that this is a moment that will be spoken of for a very long time. Like it's something like <laughs> it's, it's it's very much right. like you know, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Yeah, you know those those things are different. I mean, she's getting paid. You know, what I'm saying right. so she, you know, like right. like like Gail said. Yeah, yeah. Which no knock to the star. I don't know if you guys have ever seen. The, the star, I've is seen it the star, the star of Bethlehem, the star. Yeah, I think it's, it's the star. It was a good movie. It was, it was a great movie. There's a lot of symbolism in it that kids will miss, but as an adult, you will really enjoy some but, of the characters that are in it. Right. It's very surprising that it came out of Hollywood. It's I crazy though, because the people that's acting in it, like Oprah, no, you're like, dude, they not. have no clue. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I mean, you know, they know the story, but they right. don't. Yeah. The older your kids get, the more you hope they don't ask you who's the voice behind that person. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. You're like, oh, it's just a camel. All right. <laughs> Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to David in Mississippi. Hi, David. Hey, how's it going? I'm going to say something, and, and people may think this is off the wall, but I truly believe this. Okay. Um, there are people in this world who are working towards a dark agenda that are just deceived. It's like they have blinders over their eyes. But I believe there are people in this world that the the word your call screener used when he was asking me was intentionality. I believe they are intentionally working towards the enemy's agenda mm-hmm. and know it. Mm-hmm. I think George Soros must fall into that category. <laughs> now, I don't know if Oprah does or not, but someone who basically came from out of nowhere and has become as powerful as she is, I would question whether or not she absolutely is driving this agenda on purpose. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the last thing I want to say is, for Christians that want to watch her show, the Bible tells us if anybody brings you a gospel other than the gospel, you are not to receive them. Come on. And, and, you know, talking about intentionality, Jesus was very intentional in saying that he was the way, the truth, and the life. That's right. No one comes to the Father but by him. That's right. And that's all I got to say. Man, Thank you so much, David. Excellent. That's Let me say this. On point. In, in about a minute and a half that we have left here, mm-hmm. the problem with Oprah for a long time is that Oprah's audience, now listen to me, guys, and this is, you know, Oprah's audience wants what she's peddling. Mm-hmm. You understand that the Bible says mm. that the time is coming, and this is in 2 Timothy chapter 4, that the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching, itching ears, this is what they will do. They will accumulate for themselves mm-hmm. teachers to suit, to suit their own passions That's and right. will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. So here is the problem, and this is the one that we have to wrestle with and we have to tell the truth about it. Oprah has an audience 
because that audience wants what she's selling. Hmm. She is selling spirituality without exclusivity. <laughs> she is selling Fine. mysticism without God. She's selling feelings, not faith. And that's what people want. People want to be able to speak to their destinies. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to speak to the future and create what they want. They want to name it and they want to claim it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they want to create reality out of their own minds and stop me when you haven't heard this type of stuff even taught in some churches that's, today that's right that's true guys we've got to rescue those who are perishing at the same time being fully aware that they wouldn't be there if there was not something that they were getting that they were desperate to hear mm. all right we're out of time until monday lord willing god bless